Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 95. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to kick off the arc of the OG Ravnica with a Rakdos deck. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another Whirlwind Adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole tons going down. We got new year, new arc, not so much new us, but uh, we're moving ahead into... I don't know, I guess we're kind of in on the preview season by taking a look back at where Ravnica was before at the end of the arc, we see where it is now. Yeah, I suppose. I was going to say New Year, New Brando? No, I'm the, I'm, I'm the same. I'm wearing a new shirt today, but that's about it. That counts. I got a new shirt. I got two new shirts. Ooh. Uh, yeah, new arc. So arc of, what did you call it? OG Ravnica? OG Ravnica. What does that mean? It means we are going to, given that Ravnica allegiances, Trillions. alliances, whatever the hell it is, the new Ravnica set's coming out near the end of the month, and to celebrate that, we are going to go back over the old Ravnicas, meaning Ravnica City of Guilds and Return to Ravnica. Blocks. Blocks. And we are going to build decks for the upcoming five guilds. Rakdos, Gruul, Azorius, not Azorius. Yeah. Nope. No, Azorius. Yep. No. 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 Yes. No. 100%. Azorius, Orzov, and S- what the hell is the other one? Gruul. Gruul. But we're remember. not going to build a Gruul deck. What? What? We talked about this. What? What? We only have four weeks in this arc. It's a short one. But it's Gruul. It's my favorite. We just did a Gruul deck at Christmas Face Smasher, whatever you called it. What? Christmas... So we're going to build these four decks. Today we're going to start with Rakdos. Or, or as you say in the intro, Rakdos. You still get to play red. We still get to play white, blue. Oh, wait. Oh, good. That's not what you wanted to hear. Oh, Okay, fine. So we're going to take a look at the original Ravnikian. Ravnikian? Sure. Ravnikian. Legendary creatures from Ravnica City of Guilds, Dissension, and Guild Pack. Yeah. And then we're going to look at the original Ravnikian commanders from Return to Ravnica. Ah. Then the rest of Return to Ravnica. Something else, and then Dragon's Maze. And I only know the Dragon's Maze because that's where Maze's End was. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody says that Maze or Dragon's Maze was worse than the other one. What was the other one? Yeah. You know what? I'm not even going to look it up. CCO Nation, get at us on Twitter. How come I, I'm? I this is the kind of thing that I always remember. It must have been bad. I just talked about drafting it. It wasn't bad. That was bad. It had to have been bad, or you'd remember what it is. People are just screaming at their phones right now, aren't they? Definitely. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. New year, new us. We don't remember shit. Ah, you know how much Crown Royal... I got... Me and my brother watched The Two Towers. We started it at 11 p.m. Why? Because beer. So extended edition or... No, 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 no. Dude, I would still be there. Yeah, as I was going to say, you probably just finished it before you came to record the show (laughs) with me. Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Rakdos. Rakdos. In a minute. In a minute. Social media coordinates. Now... Okay, we are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we talk about throughout the course of the arc or the show. We are commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, or any kind of suggestion of what OG 
Ravnica general you'd like to see us tackle for the rest of the arc? No nudes. Ravnica nudes. I can only imagine what that would entail. Especially the Rakdos ones. All right, I'm sold. We are also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, Podomatic, Facebook, edhrec.com. Flipside Gaming, where you can use promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store-wide. We are also on Podomatic, where we maintain our stranglehold on the number one games and hobbies show. Thank you very much for that. And if you missed any of that or want to hear it all again in text form, I guess that's read it, you can check out the official, official home of Commander Cookout Podcast on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. Very good. Thanks. Uh, one extra thing to add. What's that? Connor from Flipside Games got in contact with me and said that until January 2nd. It's too bad because this show comes out on January 1st. So you have 24 hours to deal with whatever Ryan's going to tell you in a second. To go to Flipside Games and CCOFU promo code will get you 15% off your order. Ooh. So if that's a thing. So if you're looking for, I guess, anything, because he said anything. You probably have to spend a minimum of $10, but if you're impulse buying, yeah, you're probably going to spend more than 10 bucks. That's how impulse buying works, I've learned. Yeah, how much did you spend on your last impulse buy? Like 600 It wasn't that much. Yes, Kyla, it wasn't that much. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving right along. <laughs> oh. New patron shoutouts. New patron shoutouts. Yes, I have Aaron Carrar. He's a current patron, but he upped his pledge. Thanks, man. Speaking of going there, patron, stop being a patron, repatron. He's going through some tough times. Now he's not. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. That's the most important part of the story. Yes. Brian Gajinski. Gajinski. Yeah, he sent me his name and I was going to totally butcher it like always. And right. then he like phonetically spelled it out, remember? Oh, yeah. And then we said he sounds like a vampire. Gajinski. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Something like that. I like it. Next shout out. Sean Judge. This is a potential for another pseudo-celebrity. Do tell. So, have you ever heard of the New York Yankees? Yes. There's a player for them called Aaron Judge. Okay. Super famous. Excellent. Jack's home runs all the time. I like that. This guy could potentially be his brother, just like the Deach and Dooch. Well, we are 100% on our are they brothers or not. So every time somebody has the same last name as somebody famous, he must be the brother of a celebrity. Well, and if he's not the brother of that guy, he might be the brother of Mike Judge. I don't know who that is. The King of the Hill guy, Beavis and Butthead. I heard oh, of him. Oh, you've heard of that? <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to be, but I'm happy I interrupted you. <laughs> Sean, almost famous judge. He is the law. It's a Judge Dredd reference. Cover all the bases. We got it. We got this. Yeah. Judge... Sean, almost famous, Judge Dredd. Yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> I dig it. Next shout out. Okay. I am going to destroy this name. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, God. You're going to make me do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, got yeah, do this. it. Unless you want me to do it. I'll, I can do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> per Olav Skerat. I don't know if that's your real name or what language that originates from. Parasol Roloff Scary Rat. Did you just? I think that's it. That's what I see when I look at that word. Say it again. Parasol Roloff Scary Rat. Welcome to CCO Nation. Okay, should we do a deck? We should probably do a deck, yes. First deck of 2019? I, I hate doing that. Ugh, I hate doing that. Yeah, oh, yeah, new you, new you. Everybody gets one. I got the new year, new us. You got the first thing in 2019. It's out of our system now. Yeah, all right. So, 
original OG, I guess not OG, because that just implies like it's from the first set, but this isn't from the first set. The original two Ravnica sets, each one had like the guild leader and then like another person who could sort of be the guild leader. Like a guild champion or a maze runner, they called them or something in Return to Ravnica, right? Yeah, so we had to pick one of those two and then build a deck based on them. Now for Rakdos, we had Rakdos, Lord of Riots. Yeah, I like him. I got him. We had... Rakdos the Defiler. Rakdos the Shitty. Which would be what? Like, it'd be Demon Tribal Aggro. Hope to Jesus that he doesn't get removed after he attacks before he does damage. We we talked about building him because I think that that would be a fairly CCO kind of build, right? Yeah, and I I actually sat down to start doing it. I was like, I don't want to do Demon Tribal. I don't want to do another tribal deck. I'm going to try something different. Okay, good. A new year, new Brando. He's building something else. So, did did I settle on. Exava Rakdos Blood Witch unleash aggro all the time. Yeah, we talked about that too. Yep, but didn't didn't do that. So who's left? Uh, is un is unleash good? No, it's not. All the creatures that have it are terrible. The only one that's good is Exava, and she doesn't actually. I guess she has unleash, but like whatever. Incidentally, yes. <laughs> Incidentally, they gave the leader of the guild the guild ability. Got it. That doesn't happen as often as you think. <laughs> actually, that actually doesn't happen very often. Good job, uh, wizards. So the one that we actually settled on was Lysolda the Blood Witch. In my head, I'm thinking that you might think that she's the sexiest, and that's part of why you picked her. That is true. That is 100% true, actually. She has, like, a cool hat and an interesting outfit, and her name kind of sounds like Lysol Sandwich. And I'm the one from PA. <laughs> So she is a human cleric for red, black, one. She's a three, one. So, yeah. And she has two. Sack a creature. Lizola Blood Witch deals two damage to target creature or player if the creature was red and draw a card if the sacrificed creature was black. Okay. So human cleric, hey? That's funny. It doesn't sound anything like... It's like Celestia? What is this? Yeah, what, <laughs> what the hell guild are we talking about? And she has nothing to do with the circus. I like that the Rakdos flavor kind of... We talked about this before the show, kind of veered more towards like a bunch of circus freaks that are crazy as opposed to just a bunch of demons and yeah i like that chain walkers and whirly twirly crazy people like the only real reference to the carnival in the original one i actually think was the carnarium which was like a circus ring and a tent and everything maybe that's where they got it from i I hope so because it was a good choice whatever whoever made that call very very good before we get super into it, I want to go over the stats just because we can touch on it before the show and then we can just listen up for when we hit things that cue onto these themes. Dig it. So we got card draw. Now remember, weird ways to do things in this deck because we kind of have to go like circumvent what the colors combination is strong at. Black can draw cards and red can kind of draw cards, but uh, it's going to yeah. cost you something or you got to do some work, right? So seven ways to draw cards. Targeted removal, there's eight. Mass removal, there's four. Sort of. The key is it's attached to things that we are already doing. Which is important. It's important because it's how the deck gains incremental value. Early game, I I thought that this is going to be like a super hyper aggro deck. But then late game, as I was looking at it and doing some test hands, I thought, hey, this could kind of morph into something a little bit more grindy and really controlling by the late game if you're starting to destroy everybody's hands. You guys turned me into a stacks player. Yeah, so this has got some card draw, some targeted removal, and then mana rocks and dorks, it's got 10. And when I started to really look into it, I found out what a piece of shit you actually are. (laughs) And I thought... Who is he? Me? What is he trying to do? Combo using everything, including everything as a resource? 
Yeah. Who sees that coming from a Rakdos deck? Yeah. Especially a Rakdos deck that's themed around Rakdos. And their original keyword, Hellbent. Wow, this seems like it's going to be way worse than Unleashed. Maybe. Speaking of Hellbent, Mass Hand Disruption. Five things that do that to your opponent. I didn't count how many do it to us. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to see what that looks like. And then Graveyard Getter Backers. That's a popular stat I like to track. Yeah. There's 11 things that get things back to our hand or to our to our battlefield to abuse and reuse. So that's how we're going to get our grindy value endgame. I dig it. Now let's do a deck. Should we start with some creatures as per the huge? Creech. Okay, now keep in mind, I think, I don't know if we're going to touch on this later, but let's do it now. Any creature that has red in it is potentially a removal spell. Because Lysolda deals two damage to our creature or player when you sack it and pay two? Correct. Okay. And it could also be a potential draw spell. If it's black. If it's black. What if it's both? Then it's a burn spell and a card draw spell for two. And any creature that has an ETB ability is going to give you value when you cast it. Then you could attack with it a bunch of times or block with it to absorb some damage and then sack it to get some damage back. All right, let's start off with our very first creature in actual alphabetical order this week. Ooh, good job, Tapped Out. Let's go with Anathomancer. Red, black, one, two, two, zombie wizard. Now there's a couple of relevant creature types, if it, <laughs> if it mattered. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't. When he enters a battlefield, deals damage to target player equal to the number of non-basic lands they control. Oh, okay. So it, it punishes those greedy three, four, five color decks. Yeah, but wait, there's more. There is. Red, black, five, unearth. He comes back from your graveyard to the battlefield so you can get him again, get that ETB again. He gains haste, and then you exile him at the end of turn. But you could still sack him. Yeah, you can still sack him to Lysolda. You can still do all that stuff. He he still gets exiled when you sack him, but you could sack him to, again, draw a card and deal two damage when he dies. Yes. But you need nine mana to do that all on one turn. It's lots, but I've done it in, what was it? I want to say modern. I used him as a win condition because everybody played those greedy-ass mana bases. And you just punish people for it. It's awesome. All right, next up, we have Ashen Moor Gouger. Okay, 4-4. Four, four, can't block for three mana. Those three mana? Rakdos, Rakdos, Rakdos hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, so red and black. And great power and toughness for the mana cost investment. I actually threw him in there as kind of a throwback to Unleash. Oh, sure. It's, it's yeah. kind of a th and he's a good creature, too. Like, he pounds the crap out of stuff. A he has three, great three, Yeah, a 3-3-4-3 three, three, three with Unleash turns into a 4-4-4-3 four, 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 that can't block. So he yeah. kind of, like, does have Unleash. Yeah. If you always unleash him, 100% mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stick with the Ashenmore theme because we have an Ashenmore liege. Ooh, Rakdos, 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 hybrid, and one for a 4-1. What? <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> okay. Uh, other red creatures and other black creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Separate paragraphs, though. So a red black creature gets plus two, plus two. That gouger's a 6-6 six, six now. And your Anathomancer is a 4-4. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's his other ability? Whenever Ashenmore Liege becomes the target of a spell or an ability an opponent controls... Uh... That player loses four life. Oh, it doesn't even deal the damage. Yeah, they just lose life. I think he should have first strike. I think if he was printed now, he'd probably have first strike. Maybe. Because his one toughness is garbage. Dah, whatever. We're not the ones designing cards. And if we were, we would certainly design things with sexy art like Asylum Visitor. 3-1. Another one toughness. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know what the hell's up with that. This one, just black. Black, one. 
Vampire Wizard. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, if that player has no cards in hand, you draw a card and lose one life. Okay. Then it has Madness. Madness is a discard ability. If you would discard this card, discard it to exile, then you cast it for its Madness cost from exile. If you don't, you just it, it ends up going to your graveyard. So you, just, you basically cast it on its way to the graveyard, where it has to have that little extra step. Yeah. Its madness cost is usually discounted, or if there's a premium piece of the equation that you get from casting it from exile or whatever, this madness cost is black one, same as the card. So if you were to discard it, you just cast it for black one. Yeah. And madness ignores timing rules, right? So if you thought sees me on your turn... I can cast a creature on your turn. Correct. The madness is pretty cool. All right, next up, let's keep with the madness theme. We've got the big game hunter. Black, black, one for a 1-1 one, one. when he enters the battlefield. Destroy a creature with power four or greater. It can't be regenerated. And he got madness for black. So if you were to discard him, just play, pay black and kill something. Rock okay. their Omnath, rock their whatever they got. Something big. And then we have a butt gasp. Or a blood gasp. A 2-1. Can't block for black, black. Haste as long as somebody has 10 or less life. That's less relevant in EDH. Yeah, it doesn't matter really. But if you landfall, so if you put a land onto the battlefield, you can return him from your graveyard to the B. Yeah. The B field, that is. Battlefield. Maybe maybe attack with him, then sack him, play a land, sack him again, draw two cards. Yeah, because Lysolda will make him draw you a card. All right, next up we have Butthole Priest. Blood Hall Priest. You're getting farther and farther away from what the original word is. <laughs> <laughs> four, 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 four. Red, black, two. Whenever, what did you call it? Butthole? Butthole Priest. Whenever Butthole Priest enters the battlefield or attacks, if you have no cards in hand, Butthole Priest deals two damage to target creature or player. And it has madness for red, black, one. So here's a four, four for three if you discarded it. And then it kills something when it enters the battlefield? Yes. Or attacks. Sweet. He's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's she. She's pretty good. She's good. Next up, we have Butt Mark Mentor. Or Blood Mark Mentor. Did you just pick things that had blood in the name? Yes. This card sucks. <laughs> Red creatures you control have first strike. Well, there's your first strike you were talking about. Yeah, that's that's actually why I played them. And that's legit. Because, I mean, first strike is good, especially when a lot of your dudes are big in the front, small in the back. First strike can help a lot. Uh, yeah, and you know what else I like is big in the front, small in the back, first strike makes blocking more profitable. Or attacking more profitable because they don't want to block. Yeah. And then you can just sacrifice your guy anyways. So you can get double. Okay, this card's not bad. It's a 1-1. Red creatures have first strike for two. Just like red one. Next up, we have a butt-soaked champion. Butt-soaked, blood-soaked champion. 2-1 for one. Black. Can't block. Raid. Uh, If you attacked with a creature this turn, right? You can pay black one to return him from the graveyard to the battlefield? Correct. So you can just sack him and return him. Yeah. Sack him, return him. Sack him, return him. Okay. I think that's a theme, right? You got a reassembling skeleton and a sanatorium skeleton as well. For some marginal cost, get the creature back to the battlefield or back to your hand in sanatorium skeleton's case, right? Yep, and they're all there. They're just there for that value. They're there, they block, they die, or they attack, they die, you sack them, draw a card. That's what they're for. All right. Essentially, any just black creature that you can get back reads pay two mana whenever you want to draw a card. Yeah. Okay, I got it. All right, next up we have Bog Witch. I like this one, Bog Witch. Is a 1-1 one, one for black 2. Pay black, tap, discard a card. There we go. Add black, black, black to your mana pool. Or, sorry, add black, black, black. What the hell? That's what it is now. That's so know, it's for all the It's for all the kids out there who don't want to read, like, the four extra words. <laughs> 
So it turns all of your cards into dark rituals. Yeah, actually it does. Hey, it's a spell shaper. Yeah. Very excellent. Spell shaper is underrated. Underrated. We, I think we had a listener send in a spell shaper tribal list. That might come in handy later this year. All right, let's keep it, go, keep it moving along. We got Corrosive Mentor. Black creatures you control have Wither, and that's a 1-3 for Black 2. We're going to talk about Wither fairly extensively later on in the show. Yeah, we'll get to what it does when we get to some more cards that have it. Next up, we have Deathbringer Cocktar. Do not Google the Cocktar. No, do not. No. No, I did before I made the joke, like before I came in today. Just don't. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, don't. I'm glad that you did and I didn't have to. Yeah, I, well, sometimes I, I'll take one for the team. Red, black, four, three, three. Whenever a creature dies, any creature, put a plus one, plus one on him, and you can remove a plus one from Deathbringer Cocktar to ping something, to deal one damage. Yeah. Stuff's going to die. Stuff's going to die both incidentally and stuff's going to die because we play more removal. Stuff's going to die because we sacrifice stuff. Yes. Repeatedly. Over and over. For the whole game. I just thought of another thing that makes you a bigger piece of garbage. Wow. Continue. This is a good deck. All right, next up. Just because I have to play a goblin wherever I can, i got a goblin death raiders. Not to mention the next one's a goblin too. Okay, it's a black, red, trampling, 3-1 goblin warrior. If he's got first strike, that's good. If he has first strike and wither, that's better. If he gets plus two, plus two from the ash and more liege, he's a 5-3 first strike wither. And he has trample natively. Yeah, so if you're in magical Christmas land, he's pretty good. And the art is excellent. And if you're not any of those things and blind, because so you can't see the art, you can sack him to deal two damage and draw a card. Correct. Okay. And he's something you have in the early game, too. Like, he can... Three power guy, early game. It blocks... Lots of stuff. It'll block that stupid cold eye selkie that's coming in to draw the you guy cards. What? It'll do all that stuff. You know what? Three power for two mana on turn two in EDH. I bet you that guy's going to get six or nine damage in throughout the board. And or if you're not the guy to go first, that's going to prevent a couple marginal attacks. Like, um, you know, when the green player plays like a turn to um, Azusa and wants to dink you a couple times or like that Llanowar elf on turn one, but they don't have anything to cast on turn two or three. And so they're going to get damage in. Now they're not because that. So that's not, yeah, that's not negligible. And three powers lots. Let's talk about uh, things that get rid of early game drops in Goblin Sharpshooter. 1-1 one, one for red two. Doesn't untap, but whenever a creature dies, untap it. Yeah. Okay, tap it to deal one damage to target creature or player. So you tap it and kill a 1-1, one, one, untap it. Rinse and repeat until all the 1-1s one, are dead. Yes, and your Deathbringer Thoktar is giant. Yes, and uh, always keep them untapped if there's no other 1-1s one, on the battlefield. So when something dies, you can ping somebody for one, and then he untaps. Yeah. Cool, I actually like that card lots. He's a super good card. All right, next up we have Mox Monkey. Or Gorilla Shaman, if you will. He's a 1-1 for red. XX1. Destroy target artifact. Non-creature artifact, sorry. With converted mana cost X or less. So you go 1-1-1. One, one, one. <laughs> destroy target soul ring. Yeah. So 3 mana to destroy a 1 drop. 5 mana to destroy a 2 drop. I think that's fine. That gets like soul ring, skull clamp, worn power stone. Uh, He's there to get that early game crap. The, mine, your skull mine, clamp. mine stone, right? Mine stone cost 2? I think so, yeah. yeah. You can get lots of stuff with him, and he's repeatable, and it doesn't tap him to do that. So he's just, I think he's a little bit underplayed in EDH. He's a pretty big mana investment, but sometimes you just need to kill that Sol Ring. It's, you know what, it's repeatable artifact disruption, and if you are playing against anybody that's got like a pretty tuned up list who is playing like Chrome Mox, Mox Amber, Mox Diamond, Mox Opal, 
or even lotus petal. You have to like force that player to use their lotus petal right now. Yeah, because you'll destroy it. Because anything that costs zero, it just costs one to blow it up. Yeah, zero and zero and one destroys a zero drop. Correct. That's, that's good. Next up, we got Grave Scrabbler. That's a two-two black dude for four, but madness for two. That when you when it enters the battlefield, you can get something from your graveyard to your hand. So he's a grave digger. Yes. Next up, we have a grave titan. Speaking of grave, yeah. Uh, six six death touch for six because we love those. Enters the battlefield or attacks. You get a two two. You get two 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 black zombies. He's just the best. Hey, he's just he, awesome. He's so good, and like, he gives you cards on the table. He attacks. He does a bunch of damage, and then you can just draw some cards or block dudes that are attacking you. He's so good in this deck, or both if you have Lazolda. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, he's not red. He's not black, but he is really good in the deck in Hex Parasite. You pay a Phyrexian black and X to remove up to X counters from target permanent. For each counter removed this way, you put a plus one on him until end of turn, right? Yeah. He's a 1-1 one, one for one. Why is he good in this deck? Because he can remove... Oh, I know why. Yeah, we'll get to that, the, why he's really good in a minute. But why he's good in not any deck, but in lots of decks, is he just eats Planeswalkers for breakfast. Yes. He eats all that crap. Like, oh, Jace the Mind Sculptor, get wrecked, noob. Yeah. Yeah. You want to you wanna bounce my, my Hex Parasite? You want to use your one activation of Jace because you're only going to get one? Yep. It does that for all of those ridiculous planeswalkers. Next up, we have Inferno Titan. 6-6 six, six for 6, fire breathing, enters the battlefield or attacks, deals 3 damage to target creature or player. Excellent. Jagged Poppet. This guy is a superstar in this deck. So he's our first instance of Hellbent. And Hellbent is when you is activated when you have no cards in hand. Correct. Zero cards. Sounds terrible. But get this. Three, four, four. Red, black, one. When Jagged Poppet is dealt damage, discard that many cards. <sighs> okay. Sounds terrible. But remember, we are playing lots of things with madness. Yep. So we can take advantage of our discardingness. If you have Hellbent, whenever Jagged Poppet deals combat damage to a player... If you have no cards in hand, that player discards cards equal to the damage. So natively, it's three. It could go up to five or six, which is their whole hand. Let's be honest. Yeah, that guy will wreck hands if you have no cards in hand. Yes. All right, next up, we have Keteric Parasite. That's a 1-1 one, one for one. If an opponent draws a card, if you control a red permanent, you may have Keteric Parasite deal one damage to that player. So you're going to control red stuff. If your opponent wants to draw cards, and they're going to, because they draw one on the end at the start of their turn, they're just going to take damage? Yeah. For free? For free. And if they want to replace the cards that we're going to tear out of their hands, like with Consecrated Sphinx or like a anything, take damage for every card you draw. Yep. Die. I like it. Me too. All right, check this one out. This is an all-star in lots of decks. How about Kulrath Knight? Yeah. Rakdos, Rakdos Hybrid plus three for a 3-3 three, three flyer with Wither. And Wither is deals damage in the form of minus one, minus one counters instead of the regular damage. Creatures your opponents control with minus one, minus one counters on them can't attack or block. Even better. Creatures your opponents control with counters on them oh. can't block. So if they're plus one, plus one counters. Oh, no way. Divinity counters. That shit you get from modular anything. Those are plus one counters. Good. If it's a rock hydra and it has head counters on it, those count too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, Mana Forge Cinder. This is a weird one. So he's a Rakdos Hybrid 1-1. One, one. Cool. You could pay one to add a black or a red to your mana pool. Three times max. Yeah. And so he's just a, a filter. 
Lots of hybrid mana costs here, but if you have a hard black or a hard red, you can just change one into the other. Sometimes it just lets you keep that hand. Or you can pay a soul ring and get black black, or some combination of Rakdos mana. Yeah. That's okay too. Yeah, he's, she's she's pretty good. I don't think she's criminally underplayed, but I think she's a creature that kind of gets overlooked. It's like a serum powder where if you have that shitty hand, but you only have, you have a good hand, but you only have mountains in it, mm -hmm. now you can keep your hand because mana for a cinder turns your mountains into badlands. That's the thing, yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty good. All right, we got a few more to go. So let's just keep it going. We got Mogus, God of Slaughter. Red, black, two for a 7-5 indestructible, but devotion to red and black needs to be seven or more. Right. Fine. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, Mogus deals two damage to that player unless they sack a creature. So a little bit controly. It's cool. I like that late game, and he beats wholesale ass late game too. How about Necro Skitter? Wither, black, black, one for a 1-4. Whenever a creature an opponent controls with a minus one counter on it dies... Return that card to the battlefield under your control. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, we've played that card before, I think. I like that card. He's so good. It just makes people not block you because you put a minus one on it. And then like, you get him. What? Oh, so good. How about Neheb the Worthy? Neheb the not mono red one? Yes. Okay, let's see what this piece of garbage is about. Red, black one, so he's already two colors. First strike. Other minotaurs you control have first strike. You ignore that. As long as you have one or fewer cards in your hand, Minotaurs you control get... Do we ignore this too? Yeah, ignore that. Oh, okay. They keep going though. Whenever Neheb the Worthy deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card. Each player discards a card. Oh, yes. I was going to say, so he's like a shittier Hypnotic Spectre. He's like the worst Hypnotic Spectre of all time. But no, but now it's each player, so that makes it like really good. Yeah. Because he gets three cards every time he hits somebody. He gets four because you discard one too. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we have madness. That's right. Okay. I don't mind that. All right, we got Olivia mobilized for war. Oh, yeah, listen to this novel. 3-3, three, three, flying vampire knight, red, black, one. There's a theme, hey? <laughs> Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may discard a card. Sweet, we already like doing that. Remember, we're doing things we already like doing. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature. It gains haste until end of turn and becomes a vampire. Well, we don't care about that part. But it gets haste and gets big. Yes. Uh, seems good. Seems very good. How about Puppeteer Click? Ooh, this one costs black, black three? Yes. Three, two flyer. When it enters the battlefield, put target creature card and opponent control, or from an opponent's graveyard, right? Yep. Into the battlefield under your control. Yep. And it gains persist. No, and pu the puppeteer has persist. Oh, yes, that's right. And you remove the got creature at the end of turn. Instead of putting it back in the graveyard, just get it out of here. Oh, you get the got creature for one turn. It gains haste. And then Puppeteer Click just hangs around, yep. and then it has Persist, so when it dies and comes back, you can get another creature that also gets haste. That's right. And then if you have a Hex Parasite, you can remove the minus one, minus one counter that Persist, put on the Puppeteer Click, sack it again to get the... That's Magical Christmas Land. You have 25,000 mana, but hey, maybe we can do that. All right, Puppeteer Click's good. We already talked about Sanitarium Skeleton and Reassembling Skeletons. Let's talk about Rust Razor Butcher. Good name, hey? He's one of my favorite cards, actually. I love this guy, and I always look for opportunities to play him, and I finally found one. He's a Goblin Warrior. One, two, first strike, wither for red, one. That's it. He blocks things all day. Things he has no business blocking. He, yeah, I guess. So two, two toughness, first strike, wither. That's going to not want to be attacked into. It, it blocks two, day, two twos 
all day long. And Next. we got some Ron Spencer art on it too, my favorite artist. There we go. CCO Nation, if you have any signed Ron Spencer things, shoot them my way. I just got <laughs> outbid on a, my favorite invasion swamp in foil signed by Ron Spencer. I got outbid. God damn it. Oh, how about Sire of Insanity? 6-4 for red, black, four at the beginning of each End step, each end step, each player <laughs> discards his or her hand. Ha. Huh. We hate this card. We do, but in this deck, it's good. We just mad. We just leave all of our mana open, and then we just go, oh, I guess I'll just discard my whole hand to the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it, right? Okay, I got it. All right, how about Spite Flame Witch? Rakdos Hybrid, one for a two-one. You go black, red, each player loses one life. Ooh. I don't mind that. I like that too. I like that late game when you're like, uh, I don't have anything to do. Just dump 10 mana, everybody like lose. <laughs> yeah. How about the Scorpion God? Ooh. Whenever a creature with a plus one on it dies, draw a card. You can play red, black, one. Put a plus or a minus one on another target creature. When it dies, get it back to your hand. Yeah. So you just put minus ones on things to make them not attack or block with that knight thing. Yeah, you can do that. Or you can put minus ones on things that you're going to sack anyway to draw two cards off of them. Ooh, yeah. Or you can dump a bunch of mana in to just kill stuff. You can put mana on things that are going to die so you can get them back into play under your control with your necro skitter. Oh, yeah. that's super good. The scorpion god is excellent in this deck. You can... Oh, I just thought of another one too. I thought of another one, but we, we skipped over a card. We'll get back to him. Okay. All right, next I up. I like we... this deck. This is the first deck in a good long while you've built that I really like. Excellent. Like, like I would play this deck. Nice. How about Voldaren Pariah? Black, black, three for a three, three first strike. Sack three creatures, transform it. It has madness for black, black, black. So if you're going to discard it, just triple black that shit and boom. It transforms into uh, a six, five flying, like destroyer of the bloodlines or something. And when it transforms, your target opponent sacks three creatures. That is correct. So you go on parity or up on parity because you get to keep your 6-5 flyer, yes. which is less than terrible because it's a 6-5 flyer. Exactly. Yeah. How about Xantia Sleeper Agent? Yeah, weird. Hey, this this got a lot of buzz when C18 came out. Oh, new competitive commander in Rakdos. All you need is infinite mana. We don't make infinite mana. <laughs> you slay me. Black. Red, one for a 5-5. Five, five. Wow, Whoa. minion. Now, when she enters the battlefield, she comes into play under an opponent's control. Ah. Oh. Seems terrible. But she can't attack you. <laughs> okay, she's got to attack someone else, or five. And you can pay three to have Xantra's controller lose two life. And then you draw a card. Anybody can play this ability. Yeah. But if you're a dirty, degenerate, dirtbag piece of crap like me then we're going to find some way to break that wide open. Okay, well, we'll see what that is. Zulaport Cutthroat. Whenever a creature dies, another creature you control dies. Each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. With all the sacrifice that's going on, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, under normal circumstances, I would say that is just incidental life gain and maybe not warranted, but we are playing a Xantia, which... Wants us to have infinite mana. Cool. And we are playing something that gives us infinite mana. Yeah. Okay. Okay, last creature. Micaeus the Unhollowed. Micaeus the Dirtbag. Yeah. God, black, 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 three for a 5-5 five, five intimidate zombie cleric. Whenever a human deals damage to you, destroy it. Like, that matters. Other non-human creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have undying. Undying being the opposite of persist, yes. is what I meant. 
So when a creature with Undying dies, it comes back to the battlefield, but instead of a minus one, it comes back with a plus one. So if you have Persist and Undying, you get both and they cancel out. So you could die indefinitely. Yeah. Or if you could find some way to put minus one counters on things, like with the Scorpion God, you can just put a minus one on your plus one guy from Machaeus. Let's take a look at some more cards. Sure. And we'll see if we can discover it. Let's start with Instance. There's one of them. It's Firestorm. This is not how we take advantage of Machaeus. Nope. But... We'll get to that. Red mana, instant, discard as an additional cost, discard X cards. So just like ditch your whole hand? Yeah. Okay. Firestorm deals X damage to each of X target creatures or players. You could just pick like Creech, Creech, Player. Yeah. You could chuck seven cards, do seven damage to seven things. Oh, you have to have seven different things if you do seven though. Yeah. That makes it a little bit tricky to play, but let's say like we had our whole deck in our hand, just like hypothetically, right? And we discarded 30. We would need 30 targets, right? Yeah. Ah. It's a little tricky, but I mean, keep in mind you always have three opponents. They'll always have at least probably one guy. And in a pinch, you have yourself... Let's check out the three sorceries. We have Call to the Netherworld. That is a raise dead for black, but if you discard it, you can cast it for madness of zero. Yeah. Yeah. One tutor of the deck. I picked the big daddy of all tutors in Demonic Tutor. Ruthless Disposal. This is a cool one, I guess. Black, four. Additional cost, sack a creature and discard a card. Two target creatures each get minus 13, minus 13 until end of turn. <laughs> 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 that's excellent. It kills two things. I think that's the point, right? Yeah, and it kills indestructible things. It kills giant things. And sometimes you just need to kill giant things. Yes. All right. Let's do some enchants. All right. Let's talk about Anthem of Rakdos. Ooh. Red, red, black, two. This is a very you card. Whenever a creature you control attacks, it gets plus two, plus zero until end of turn. And Anthem of Rakdos deals one damage to you. But... If you're hellbent, as long as you have no cards in hand, if a source you control would deal combat damage to a creature or player, it deals double that much damage. And that's just for you. Like, I'm thinking Furnace of Wrath is better, but that doubles damage to everything from everybody. Yeah. Anthem of Rakdos is just you. And yeah, it still kind of hurts you quite a bit. But you know what? Sometimes you just need to beat wholesale ass. Yeah, sometimes you just need to hurt your opponent twice as much as you hurt yourself. Exactly. That's a good strategy. How about Bitter Blossom? Ah, good little g thing. Uh, okay. Black, one. Each of your upkeeps, you lose a life and get a 1-1 one, one Black Fairy Rogue with Flying. That's a good control card. I like it. How about Dick Taste? Dick Taste. Oh, God. How about Dick Taste of Erebos? I said that. I'm not going to take it back. Oh, is Erebos Big Daddy Black? I think Erebos is Big Daddy Black incarnate. <laughs> and you just... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Dictaste of Erebos is black, black, three, flash. That's the cool part. <laughs> Whenever a creature you control dies, each opponent sack a creature. So yeah. we're just going to sacrifice our stuff all day to keep the table clear. Yeah. So at turn five, when you drop this, is like you just flip from aggro to control just like instantly. I don't mind it. You're also playing a grave pact, I think, right? Yep. Which is the same thing, minus the flash, minus one mana. Yeah. So if you go... Lysolda on three, Grave Pact on four, Dictaste of Erebos on five. See you later, creatures forever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Super good. With your Bitter Blossom on two. There we go. Two, three, four, five. Nobody's winning the game unless they can take care of enchantments, I guess, right? Yes. Fine. And, and that might take a while. So, meantime. Meantime, nobody's attacking anybody except for you with your Lysolda, and you're drawing two cards a turn. And she's a 3-1. 
and you're so, attacking. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, how about Everlasting Torment? Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. This is the card version of it. <laughs> <laughs> Rakdos, and then two. Players can't gain life. Damage can't be prevented. I like that. All damage is dealt as though it had wither. Everything always gets minus one, minus ones. Yes. That is great for your, what's it called that gets them back from your graveyard? Necroskitter. It makes Necroskitter very good. Makes your Kalrath Knight way better, too. And your... Uh, Scorpion God. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay, let's keep going. Fist of the Demigod. Rakdos and then one. As long as Enchanted Creature is black, gets plus one and wither. As long as it's red, it gets plus one and has first strike. First strike, wither. Super good. Sometimes you want to put that on your general and just beat wholesale ass. Yeah, she would become a 5-3 first first strike. Very difficult to beat her. Yes. Very, very difficult to block that profitably. Gibbering Descent. Oh, this is what I based a lot of my uh, suggestions for the deck on. So it's uh, black, black, four. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player loses a life and discards a card. That's great for us. Shitty for them. Yeah. If you have no cards in hand, skip your upkeep. So you don't have to do that. Right. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) And wait, there's more. It has madness for black, black, two. So if you're going to discard it anyways, you just play it. Yeah. You know what's the best when that's the last card in your hand and you make yourself discard it (laughs) and you just cast it for four? (laughs) Excellent. How about nihilistic glee? Black, black, two. You pay black, two, discard a card, target opponent loses a life, and you gain a life. If you have hellbent, zero cards in hand, you can pay one and pay two life to draw a card. Uh, okay, well, maybe you could just play that card. Yeah. Kind of turns into like a pseudo-greed if you want it to. Mm-hmm. Sweet. How about Pain Magnification? This sounds like a Brando card too. Red, black, one. Whenever opponent is dealt three or more damage by a single source, that player discards a card. That's you included. Yes. So sometimes you would just not block. So you could discard a card to get something for cheap. No, it's opponent. It's opponent. Sorry. Oh, dang it. Uh, that's fine, I guess. If you're beating wholesale ass like this deck wants to on like the early game, uh, that's only a three drop. It's a good hand shredding card. It's good. Yeah. All right. How about Spiteful Visions? At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. Okay. Whenever a player draws a card, Spiteful Visions deals one damage to that player. And that's Rakdos, Rakdos 2. That doesn't fit super well in the deck, but... I just like playing it, honestly. Somebody just need to draw more cards. Yeah, people are going to want to draw cards all the time, and this punishes them for it. You're discard. You're making them discard their hand, and so if you can punish them in some way for redrawing it... I mean, you're punishing yourself, too, by playing your Lizolda and abusing her the way that you want to. But again, you got to kind of use some of these cards as the situations dictate. Last enchantment, Vicious Shadows. Six and a red... Whenever a creature is put into the graveyard from play, the battlefield that is, you may have spiteful visions. No, what is this? Vicious shadows. Vicious shadows deal damage to target player equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. So you sack a dude and then they take damage equal to the cards in their hand. Right. That's that's fine because you sack dudes all the time, but they're not going to have very many cards in their hand. And for seven mana? Let's say we're in magical Christmas land with the super cool dictative Erebos grave pack lock on. on But we're not. It's not Christmas anymore. But it might be. It's okay. New Year's. Okay, okay. This is the New it's Year's. Ukrainian Christmas. There we go. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> We're sacking a dude every turn to draw two cards. Might as well get him for four or five anyway. Yeah, I guess four. if you sacrifice four or five guys in a game and you get them for three to five every time. It's not negligible. That is not negligible. Zancha's going to get in there. Let's talk about some artifacts. This might do it. All right. Sol Ring. Sol Ring. Commander Sphere. Meh. Ashnod's altar. Wait a second. What? Sack a dude, get two mana. 
Yeah. What if we had a Micaeus out? Maybe the creature would come back. I don't know. And then you sack it again? Yeah. And it would come back again? Well, Nox, it has a it has a plus one, plus one counter on it. So it what if back. it had persist? Well, I don't know how we'd give it persist, Ryan. That's just crazy. Things give things persist. Do they? Yes. Things in this deck just have persist. Right. You can put minus one counters on things. Yeah. Using mana. Yeah. That you get from Astronaut's Altar. Yeah. So you just sack it again? Yeah. And then it comes back? Yeah. With a plus one? Yeah. That has a minus one? Yeah. So you sack it again? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> to infinity? And beyond. And then you just draw your whole deck with Zancha? Yeah. And then you use the rest of that mana to beat wholesale ass? Yeah. <laughs> That's why Zancha's good, FYI. <laughs> yeah. All right. We also have a uh, <clears throat> uh, Cauldron of Souls. Hmm. You are a piece of shit. What can I say? Five drop artifact. Tap. Choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creatures gains persist until end of turn. Whoa. I like it. Yeah. So persist and uh, undying. Same time. Very excellent. On everything. It's pretty good. You know... Just wait until you hear some of my suggestions. That's great. <laughs> they're, they're just great. They're just, they're awesome. Okay, we'll bang through the rest of this pretty quick. We're going to Cryptolith Fragment. Enters battlefield tapped. Taps for any color mana. Each opponent loses life. If an opponent has 10 or less life, flip it. Turns into a 4-3 flyer. When it hits them, they discard a card? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Sure. You use it for mana and they lose a little bit of life. Gear up or Orrery. Any player may pay and play an additional land. If somebody has no cards in hand, they can draw three cards. That's you. Right? Yes. Okay. Racto Signet. That's a Racto Signet. Thran Dynamo. Taps for three. Unstable Obelisk. Taps for one, destroys a thing. Victory Chimes. Oh, I like Victory Chimes. That's a rare? That is so bad. <laughs> it's a three drop, taps for colorless. The beginning of each player's untap step, untap it. And you can add mana to other players' mana oh, pools yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Target player of your choice adds colorless. So you could, in theory, use it as a little bit of a political card. Was that the card that won me that real epic Zata game I played against you? It was a card like that where you can give a mana away? Uh, yes. V- super political card. I like that. Yeah. And the last one is a Warren Power Stone. That adds two. And that's the deck. That's the deck. That's the deck. So we figured out how to go infinite. Yeah. Draw our whole deck. Yeah. Deal a whole bunch of damage. Yeah. And have infinite enter the battlefield triggers. Yeah. What if we gave our Anathomancer persist yeah. and undying? I know. And you don't even have to do anything. You just bounce it in and out. Yep. You could get this. Need a sack outlet other than Ashnod's altar? You've got Lysolda, but if you don't have mana, you use that, uh, what is it? Uh, um, Viscerasir? No, we're not playing that. We could. We could, but instead we're playing Valdaran Pariah as your sack outlet and sack three creatures with its transformability on the stack. You resolve the persist triggers first to get it back. Then you resolve your undying triggers and you sack them again before it transforms. <laughs> oh yeah, I go deep on being a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a Zulapore cutthroat. We got no. a Valdaren Pariah. <laughs> yeah, we can beat wholesale ass if we can't combo. <laughs> Multiple paths to victory, CCO Nation. Super important. We tell you this all the time. Strengths and weaknesses? Strengths and weaknesses. Strength. Aggro in the early game. Yeah. And then? Would anybody expect anything less out of me? No. I hope not. But here's here's New Year, New Brando. Morphs into control combo in the late game. Yeah. Sweet. And you've even got that combo backup in your... Demonic Tutor. Wow. Okay. See, I learned from my Christmas list where I didn't play a tutor, just because why? And I just played the tutor. I embraced it. You know what I like, too, about the the, the, the combo and the aggro, blah, blah, blah? You've got redundancy to, to your uh, of your main strategy right on your sexy commander, Lysolda. Yes, I do. And it uh, it's a little bit tough to interact with, right? Like the sacking the creatures. You don't care if your creatures die, so it's like, whatever. Just let them die. Sacrifice them. You're going to get a benefit out of it, so you don't care. Yeah. 
That's why um, decks like my Lord of Dressorhorn deck, complete stack of 100 cards of garbage, but it usually does okay because I don't give a shit if my creatures die. Which is handy. That's a very powerful notion to hold on to. It's a very powerful state of mind when you just give no Fs about the resources that you've already played. You have dudes, you have stuff, and you don't care about them. You, in fact, sometimes want them to die. You're daring people to kill them, and then when they do, you just benefit from it. Yeah, dare you to kill my guy. Strength, inexpensive to build. We'll talk about that in a second. And unique because it's like a Rakdos sacrifice deck that plays Dictaste of Erebos and Grave Pact, but it's not like a Griefer or a Pressure deck. Uh, and it even plays Sire of Insanity, and it's not one of those like Pressure decks that you and I don't like. Yeah, it's not. I try not to build it to be a total piece of shit, and you could. There are oh, some yeah. cuts you could make right now and just turn this deck into you're that piece of shit. Oh, it's the Zolda. Good, that's so great. Or or just make Xantia the, the commander and just go tutor combo heavy. Yeah, and then go balls. <laughs> but that's not what we're doing. That wouldn't be very Rakdos. No. And speaking of Rakdos, moving over to the weaknesses. Underpowered to, uh, compared to, like, air quotes, real graveyard decks. Yes. Or underpowered compared to other Rakdos commanders. When you look at it, it's actually the 12th most popular Rakdos commander on edhrec.com, and I think, depending on what portion of the strategy you want to employ with today's deck, all 11 or 12 Rakdos commanders above it do some portion of that strategy better than Lysolda. Yes. And that's why she's only got 183 lists. But super spicy as a result, right? Because yeah. nobody plays it and you're playing a bunch of junk that nobody else plays. You're employing things like Hellbent and Madness, things that are traditionally uh, bad in Commander, which again goes back to the strength of the deck and maybe why I like it so much because it's so different. And one of the things with the Hellbent in this deck, if you go for it and you sack your whole hand and you're sitting there like, usually when you go for the Hellbent, it's like, well, shit, now I don't have a hand. This yeah, now sucks. I can't do anything. I'm top decking. This is the worst. Lizolda will rebuild it for you. Yeah. You just double back and be like, okay, this isn't working. Bam, 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 <laughs> get your hand back. back. Oh, God, I think I turned to, took a wrong turn to Albuquerque. You sack all your guys and you have a full hand again. Yeah. And you just wasted their board because all your guys are two color. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, let's talk about the budget here. 288 bucks to build this bad boy. That sounds like a binder builder, but wait, we can do better. 68 cards are less than $2. Yeah. Super sweet. If you take the three most expensive cards, Bitter Blossom, Demonic Tutor, and Machaeus. Now, maybe you don't cut Machaeus if you want to still have that combo finish enabler. Which you do. Achievement unlock type thing, right? Yeah. The Bitter Blossom is 34, the Demonic Tutor is 26, and Machaeus is 20. If you cut it all, if you cut all of it, 80 bucks, you're building this deck for less than $210. It's pretty good. Yeah. Super sweet. Now, maybe you can tell me. Some obvious misses. Murderous Redcap. Persist and deals two damage when he enters the battlefield. Mm. And he's a goblin. Do you really want to know why I didn't put him in here? If you tell me you forgot, I will punch you in the shoulder. No, it was it was too on the nose, and I wanted you to look through the deck list when you're making your notes and see the dirtbag shenaniganry that I was up to. Very excellent. And I figured if I just You were trying to next level me. Yeah. If I put murderous red cap in, you just be like, why is that? Oh, Brando, you dirtbag. Where's the fun in that? Let's move on then. I like Siphon Flesh. You've heard of Siphon Mind. Of course I have. Makes all your opponents discard a card, you draw that many cards. Yeah. What about Siphon Flesh? Everybody sacks a creature, you get Tutu Zombies for the number of creatures sacked. Ooh. Yeah, Commander 2011 Special. I like that. Yep, super cool, because um, then you can sack all your creatures with your Grave Pact, 
and they can sack all more creatures. Ooh, I like that too. Okay. And you know what? I liked it because it was like 35 cents. But That's here, also good. Here's what I really liked. Instead of that demonic tutor, because remember, it's 26 bucks, even with the reprint. Yeah. I like quickly becoming one of my favorite tutors, Final Parting. That is five mana, search for two cards, put one into your graveyard, one into your hand. Okay, put your Anathomancer into your graveyard. <laughs> then you can unearth them. Or put, you could play, a Devil's Play. It's got flashback deal X damage into your graveyard with infinite mana that you get from your Machaeus that you tutored for into your hand. You could make infinite mana with Machaeus and then you could flashback your Devil's Play from your graveyard to kill somebody. Ooh. Yeah, hey? Here's another one that I like. Sticking to the X spells is Rakdos's Return. X damage. They discard X cards and take X damage. What did, did I say that you right? You said X damage, discard X cards, take X damage. Is there three things that happen or two? There's two. You pay X mana. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Uh, early game, you shred their hand and they take like four or five damage. Big deal. But late game, you just end their life. <laughs> 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 okay, I don't actually mind this now. Okay. I liked also... Waste not. Whenever an opponent discards a creature card, you get a dude. Oh, yeah, and if they discard a land, you get a mana. And if they discard something that isn't land or dude, you draw a card. Yeah. That's a good card. That's a good one, yeah, for sure. Two more. And I can't believe... I can't believe... Archfiend of Ifnir. It's a dollar. Give all opponents creatures minus one minus ones. So you can get them all back. <laughs> it's it's from Amonkhet. I think that happens when you're, whenever you discard a card. You give all your opponents creatures minus one minus ones. I think I even have one of those. I just kicked it's it around. It's got that real crazy picture with the guy with the long head. Yeah. Don't Google that. <laughs> CCO Staple, one of my personal favorites. Sadistic Hypnotist. Hey, yeah. Sack a Creech, discard two cards. We're going to get free creatures from our Grave Titans, and we're going to get shitty goblins that you play. And if you know, if you played your Murderous Red Cap, that is your sack outlet. To get your infinite damage for your murderous red cap while you're shredding the blue player's hand so he can't counter or bounce your shit. Dang. Sadistic hypnotist. Dude, I'm telling you. Super good. Those are my suggestions. I like all of them. And there's some fairly easy cuts. You can cut the gear report aura. You can cut the spiteful visions. Yeah. yeah. All, all of those things would be good. Super sweet. And if you wanted to save the money, again, you just cut the demonic tutor for your final parting. Yeah. And you could add like a final parting graveyard package in there, like with your devil's play and stuff. Dig it. Sweet. Super cool. Actually, I think that Firestorm actually is a few bucks too, so you could cut the Firestorm for the Devil's Play. Oh, yeah, because Devil's uh, Play costs like $0. Yeah, I think Firestorm is 8 or 9 bucks, Or it was last time I looked at them anyway. Probably because the picture's cool. It's like Simba from the Lion King roaring on a hilltop and everybody else is just eating shit. Yeah, it's like Lion King 2 when everything was on fire. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, there was a Lion King 2 out there. <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> Look at I remembered this time. Should we do Card of the Week? You mean Card of the Week? week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what do you got first this week? Your deck. This week, I picked something that I just think is a really fun card, and I played in a few decks. I'm not sure if we've ever talked about it on the show before. In Puppeteer Click. Oh, yeah, we've talked about it a couple times. I really like this card. It's a 3-2 uh, for 5 flyer. Comes into play. You get a dude out of your opponent's graveyard. You do some stuff with it, and then you remove it from the game. And... It persists, so it comes back so you can do it again. Yeah, I think that was in Commander 17, because it's a wizard. Not even kidding you. Yep, C-17, Modern Masters 2, and Shadowmore. It's a buck and a half if you want to get the original printing. And since sure. this is the arc of the OG, you always want the original printing. Yes. If you want the OG foil, 10 bucks. It's a pretty oh, big... Oh, you know what? 
the 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 value of this deck would have been affected by that when I gave the price. If you cut those three cards and put a regular one in instead of a foil one, under two hundred bucks. Yeah, I did. I, I mark my card of the week typically with a foil marker. There just you go. So that I can remember what it is. So I think that's a cool card. I think that if you're playing black and you're playing a black deck that's going to put good things into your opponent's graveyard, it's a can't miss. Yeah. Do your opponents play good cards? Yes. Are you going to kill them? Yes. Puppeteer click is a good hit. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Speaking of good hits, how about the best hits at every converted mana cost? Is that the milk list? That's the milk list. Everybody loves the milk list. Okay, so as per edhrec.com, the most popular cards in each converted mana cost. We have a list. It's called the milk list. Today we are doing Rakdos, red, black, or as the kids say, Sackdos. Oh. Don't Google that, but also it's what you're doing. Yes. Okay, very you're gonna, excellent. You're going to sack those guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, at the zero converted mana cost slot, endless one. No. Not playing it. That's not a zero drop, people. At the one drop slot, we do the top three because Soul Ring is always it and uh, never fails. Soul Ring, number one. Number two at the one drop slot, Vandal Blast. No. Always good, though. It's a good card. And then Faithless Looting. No. Yeah, I don't know if I like Faithless Looting in Rakdos decks. I like it because you're putting stuff into your graveyard. It works. But, but Black's got better, right? I don't think that it's good enough in this deck. I don't think it's on point. You're not focused enough on graveyard shenaniganery to do that. Oh, yeah, not a, not in this deck. No, no, no. Okay, at the two-drop slot, Rakdos Signet. Yes. I'm counting. Should I count? Do we count Sol Ring? We don't count. New year, new rules. Don't count Sol Ring no more. No counting Sol Ring. Okay. I'm taking a point away if Soul Ring is in the milk list and we don't play it because reasons. Okay. Okay. That's a that's a that's a new rule. <laughs> Racto Signet. Good. Got it. Chaos Warp. Nope. Diabolic Tutor. Nope. At five. Palace Siege. Nope. At six. No shoot. Sire of Insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Caravec the Merciless. That dick. Nope. No. Decree of Pain at eight. Nope. I like that one though. Blasphemous Act. Nope. Desolation Twin at 10. Nope. Really? Desolation Twin at 10? Not like Kozlik? Huh. Sure. Path Razor of Ulamog at 11. Nope. Really? Not regular Ulamog? <laughs> what the hell, Rakdos players? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 12. It the Betrays. Nope. 13. Emrakul 2. Nope. Two milkless matches. Yeah. Did you notice how everything above, like, I think it was 8, was a colorless Eldrazi? Yeah, that's kind of a thing. Are there no high-cost red cards that you want to play? Black cards? Uh, Come on, there has to be something. There has to be something. Uh, You know what I blame? I blame Rakdos, Lord of Riots. Yeah, he's the most popular one. He plays lots of colorless stuff. And he just wants colorless, big, dumb, idiot beaters. Yeah. That's true. Okay, that's the milk list. Two matches. Sweet. Final thing? Before the final, final thing. Spice Calculator. Spice Calculator. So we got 183 lists from Lysolda on EDHREC.com. Makes her, what did I say, the 12th most popular? Yep, puts her right above Zansha and uh, right below Timurit the Murder King. That sounds awesome, but he's not very good. Yeah, he is not good at all. He's actually a shittier version of Lysolda. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like in chess, right? The queen is like better. That's true. Yeah, okay. Uh for a casual deck, you did you done good. Three point two six average converted mana cost, so no slouch, especially for an aggro early game type deck. Don't mind that. Dig it. Critical turn. I don't know. In magical Christmas land with your bitter blossom, Lysolda, Grave Pact, Dictate of Erebos. 
turn five. Yeah, that's what I said too. Um, is there any other really good hard locks you can get? Like you could infinite out on turn five with like a soul ring, sack outlet, and Macaeus, like turn four or five. Uh, but, that's fine. Yeah. But, but barring that, it's I think five is probably. I, I maxed the formula out. It doesn't like critical turns higher than five, so I just maxed it out because really you're looking to play a long grindy hand sculpting game right yeah optimal game size you could go up to six because you're going to get more benefits from making more people discard cards and you don't really give a shit about those extra things that come along with the big games like the extra wraths like all of that you don't give a shit yeah sweeper hits the table you just sacrifice all your stuff yeah just draw cards just who cares cyclonic rift you well it'll either bounce your guys or you can sack your guys draw a bunch of cards, and get Lysolda into your hand. Yeah. It's with a bunch of extra cards. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. And if you're hitting something like a Sire of Insanity, those long games are going to go real fast because your opponents can't do anything. Very excellent. Okay, tutors, one. We're okay with this. Uniqueness rating. This is cards different than the stock list on edhrec.com. Okay. 41. Yeah. That's good. I had to count a couple times. I thought it was going to be a little bit higher than that, actually. Oh. No, well, that's good, though, because, I mean, you're playing 35 land. There's 41 other cards that are different. That's pretty so, good. Punch it all into the spice calculator. Spice rating for today, 62. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty spicy. We're off to a good start. Yeah. I like that. I feel like next arc, we're not going to be. <laughs> We've got it planned, CCO Nation. It's going to be great. There's your teaser. Yes. I like the deck. I like the price point. I want to build it. I'm currently working on something else, so I'm not going to build it. But if I wasn't, <laughs> I'm be... also currently working on, on another thing. Ooh. I don't want to, I don't want to let it go. It's, it's going to be good though. Sweet. It hinges around the card that you and I were both the most excited about from Ultimate Masters. That's all I'm going to say? I already don't remember. Good. Too much Crown Royal at Christmas. Excellent. <laughs> okay, final thoughts of the day on the deck. What do you think? Okay, final thoughts of the day. Before I get into that, I'm going to tell you real quick. We forgot to do this at the top of the show. New Arc is a new giveaway. New giveaway for this month. We've got the C-17 Erebos cat deck that is called feline ferocity so we've got that to give away as per our deck giveaway per arc so there's lots of cool stuff in there people seem pretty pumped about it when we posted the picture on twitter so how do you enter to win that fabulous set of a hundred cards and a whole bunch of janky tokens well you can continue with the youtube comment subscription smash that like button keep our youtube page growing we will enter you into win it or since we have now decided this year that we want to see if we can up our rank on Podomatic, if you go to our Podomatic page, the link is on our website, commandercookout.com. Follow us there. Maybe unsubscribe from some other chumps that you're following and just follow us. Like our episodes, comment on our stuff. Those are all things that will get you entered into the draw and help us gain ground on whoever's above us. We'll take down the whole world. Take on sports and racing and wrestling and all that stuff. It's going to be awesome. F everybody, not just the ninnies. Also, another thing real quick that we forgot to mention about, um, for any new patrons, if you're thinking about signing up, we'll be giving away just a little free token of our appreciation for any new signups. Not quite sure what it's going to be yet. We're waiting on merch, stickers, coasters, those kinds of things. So if you sign up, you're going to get a mystery gift from me and Ryan uh, as a thank you. Does this allow us to be spicy? Yeah. And creative? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> That's fun. Okay, so that is that. So keep that in mind moving forward as we move into the new year. As far as final thoughts on this deck, I had a great time building it, and it really kind of let me 
do what I like to do, which is do aggro, straighten your face, punch you until you die type stuff, but also in the back end to throw in some some combo control to show that I'm learning as I go along and build magic decks with all you guys. This is exciting. That's super excellent. So you can punch them in the face till they die or punch them in the back until they die, but you're learning and that's what's important. Exactly. It's like an episode of Sesame Street right here on Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!